Just a little disclaimer, uh, this episode came out before either of us saw No Way Home and before it was even released, so do not worry, there will be no spoilers for that movie. Okay, enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Drawing Board, the podcast where me and a special guest talk about anything. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about the comparison of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I'm here with... Gabe Powers. Uh, So yeah, this is actually... We've talked a lot over text, but this is our first time actually, like, talking, like, actually talking. So, yeah. Uh, so what, what, which Spider-Man is, is your favorite out of the three? I would have to say, um, Tom Holland, the Tom Holland Spider, Spider-Man, um, partially because of the design of the costume is very close to what it looks like in the comics. I really like how they kind of went that route. Also sort of see a little bit more of him in um a high school setting whereas with the toby Maguire, andrew garfield they show a little bit in the first movie but then they just like kind of yank him from that and i don't know i wish that they focused more on those like that part of his life which i mean it's a pretty big part of spider-man's sort of identity is sort of being that high school student and i don't know they didn't really seem to show that a lot with the other two sort of like reboot and original trilogy, but I don't know. I think overall, I mean, I do have my problems with Tom Holland's character and sort of the um, relationships that he has with other um, characters within the MCU. But yeah, I think overall. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can see where you're coming from as far as the high school thing, because especially with Andrew Garfield, like he was in high school for like 0.2 seconds. So then, (laughs) <laughs> he was like automatically although we did get that cool um basketball scene in yes. in the amazing spider-man but i'm I'm gonna go with with toby for my favorite because that those were the first ones i watched um and then it, it's so funny actually spider-man homecoming because before i even watched any of the mcu movies i watched spider-man homecoming because i just saw it was a spider-man movie and so that was the first one I watched. And so I saw like Iron Man and everyone. I'm like, who 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 are these people? <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Toby just because I, I feel like that was just a bit more classic for me. And yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with, with Toby as my first favorite. Uh and Tom Tom is definitely a second because he, he did capture that that fact that he is like a teenager, even even though like Toby was like you know, 30 years old in high school. <laughs> so I, I figure the best place to start for this is to start all the way at the beginning with the 2002 Spider... Someone just dropped something upstairs. <laughs> with the 2002 uh, Spider-Man and just, like, what what your thoughts on that one are. I think it's... A, I like it because it does still capture the origin story, even though... Maybe some of the aspects about like him in high school, maybe some of the relationships that he has there isn't as deep as like uh, Homecoming or Far From Home. It does 
show even better than the Andrew Garfield, sort of the origins of being bitten um, and just sort of a little bit more balanced with sort of the relationship with um, Ben Parker, um, with Norman Osborn, sort of those different relationships are, I guess, better than sort of the parallel that he does have with um, the Andrew Garfield, um, sort of his relationship with those different characters. Um, but yeah, I definitely think, um, and I'm in such a fog right now. Um, All right. <laughs> but um, yes, I definitely think that it does capture the origin story very well. Unlike a lot of different origins, superhero origin stories, I definitely think that captures it the best. Yeah, I mean, my it's my top three favorite superhero origin movies are this one, Batman Begins, and the 1978 Superman movie. Uh, because they they all kind of like they it takes a while to like make them become who they are, but they do it in a way where like you're not bored for that first hour. Like there's still plenty of other stuff going on. Whereas like you know when when you first see Spider Man as Spider Man in this one, like it's obviously amazing, but like you're not sitting there for the first hour just like all right, just speed it up. Like they they did it well, and it it. Mm-hmm. It is a 2002 movie, so it definitely had like its cheesy parts. The CGI isn't great, but I'm still I'm still gonna say that it's my favorite Spider-Man movie, just because part of it is bias because it's the first one I saw. But yeah, I, I think they did handle the origin well, and I mean having William Dafoe as the Green Goblin was such a good choice. Yes, and yeah, I mean I think the reason why I like Tom Holland Spider-Man like as good as because I did have sort of that um like I guess relation with um the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because I already had that like set foundation of the origin story I was able to enjoy Tom Holland Spider-Man better because I don't know it didn't have to be redone that and I liked that that sort of proof that Sam Raimi did such a good job with the um original trilogy that you didn't need a sort of refresher course like and I think Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is sort of proof that you didn't really need to tell the origin story over again. It was really well done with that. So the fact that, like, with Civil War and then with Spider-Man Homecoming, they showed, like, kind of six months after he's had his powers, you got to see a little bit more of the, like, sort of now that he has his powers, now that he has his suit, what is he doing now? And I I like that. But only because it's sort of even outside of the MCU, like, people already know with great power comes great responsibility. Know how he has his powers because it was so well explained. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think their best decision with Tom Holland is they they tell you a little bit of the origin story, but they don't show you because you saw it once with Sam Raimi, and then they did it a little differently for the Amazing Spider-Man. They just changed some stuff, but you've already seen it twice, and I think it was a good move to not show the whole thing again. Um, so. Yeah, Spider-Man 1 is great. And then moving on to Spider-Man 2. What are your thoughts on that one? I actually just finished watching that, like, I think, like, 45 minutes ago. I watched nice. a little bit last night. I just started not feeling well, so I just sort of paused it and then finished up just before um, starting on here. But um, I really enjoyed it because also it still has the foundation of the first movie. 
Um, but I I really like Alfred Mar- uh, <laughs> saying it wrong <laughs> Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. It was yeah. such a great character. Um, the sort of I don't know I I don't know how to explain it, but it was such a great portrayal of the character. Not super corny. Um, but like really kind of, you could kind of almost it sympathize and sort of maybe relate a little bit. He wasn't totally like psychotic and crazy. You still saw a little bit of humanity with him, even when he's like throwing cars and destroying a train yeah. or taking a elderly woman and climbing her up on a building. You still kind of saw a little bit like, okay. He hasn't like fully gone completely off the rails. You could you could tell there were motives like that were keeping him sane. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like pure evil. And I don't know if it's just because like right now like I just I'm sort of becoming like out of high school and sort of now understanding a little bit of different responsibilities. Like now I'm gonna have to start paying rent, like all this different stuff. I felt really stressed watching Spider-Man Two because of all the different things, like the guy asking for his rent, like having to oh, yeah. make certain assignments <laughs> for the university, then trying to maintain a relationship with MJ, and then also trying to be Spider-Man on top of that. And I just, like, even, like, I love, um like, the Tom Holland, because it sort of tried to show that split side, like, trying to be at school and also be Spider-Man. But with this, I don't know with all those extra responsibilities, I just felt super stressed. Not even like the Oh, Tom Holland. I just felt like, oh my gosh. And then just seeing him trying to relate to, like, trying to maintain that relationship with engines. Why don't you just tell her already? It's oh, like, yeah. Th- that's what you're saying the whole movie. Got, like, you just got hit by a car. Your bike is destroyed. Couldn't you use that as an excuse? It wasn't like you just missed it. Like, you forgot a, like, dozen eggs. It's not like that. <laughs> it was, <laughs> like, you, you could have died. And there's proof that you could have died. Just say that. That that's why I missed the show, MJ. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's probably. I love Spider-Man too. Like it's for a while, I was deciding because I'm I'm one of the few people that actually like really like Spider-Man three. So I was constantly like deciding like if I like two or three more. And I think in the end, I'm gonna say two. I like more just because I think they they handled it better. And but my main problem with two is the way that Peter goes about handling his relationship with MJ. Like, the entire movie, just like, that's, no! <laughs> but, like, what, what I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke, like, what if, what if when you, when you move into an apartment, like, uh, you get the same exact guy asking for your rent as they did in the movie, you oh just my. get a dude just coming <laughs> oh out of the door, gosh. just, where's no, my money? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, right now, I'm sort of paying my dad, like, I'm sort of watching over the house, and we're going to start paying rent here. So, if, if my dad starts doing that, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, that that would be terrible. If he's going to start being like that guy. Uh, <laughs> What's that one line he says? In the, if promises were crackers, my daughter would be fat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree that, like, Spider-Man 2 had, like, because Spider-Man 3, he had like more problems being Spider-Man in Spider-Man two. He had more problems being Peter. Like you get to see both yeah. both sides of it, but uh, there's actually, I don't know if you've seen it. There's actually like a, a thing out there called Spider-Man 2.0, which is like a, like an alternate cut of Spider-Man two. Like it, it 
doesn't change much, but they added like a few scenes and stuff. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Like it doesn't change the plot at all, but it's 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 pretty cool that uh, they added a few scenes here and there. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But uh yeah, see now next is the one I think we're we're going to talk about the most cuz 1 and 2 are generally known for being great movies and then you have 3. Uh but Here's the thing, as, as far as maybe just like I guess my age, that was the movie that I started with cuz at the time I was 4. Um so naturally 4-year-old um boy like superheroes, naturally, that's this sort of merch option that like everyone goes for. Like, let's just give them a Spider-Man action figure. It's on the yeah. shelf. Let's just so that's sort of how I started with Spider-Man. Um, so I so I definitely have mixed feelings on that. Rewatching it, I, there were some parts, obviously, pulling the wire. Yeah, um, yeah. a lot of people <laughs> have problems with. Um, but I don't know. I so I. I don't know. I I like it probably definitely better than some of the um Amazing Spider-Man stuff um but later on that but um originally Sam Raimi didn't even want Venom in. He was shoehorned in. Imagine Spider-Man 3 without Venom. Like do you think that would have actually been better or I mean, I I'm not sure because the symbiote has always been such a cool concept and I felt like they already kind of like there's I don't know if you you know about this, but there's this whole thing in the comics where like there's there's a there's like a dream sequence where like good Spider-Man fights Black Spider-Man, and I thought that should have been in the movie because they did something like that. And have you ever did you ever see the Christopher Reeve Superman movies? Um, bits and pieces. Okay. Um, well, I still haven't gotten around to seeing those. In Spider-Man three, Spider-Man three, Superman three, uh, ge- generally it's not ve- a very good movie. But they had one scene because Spider-Man gets Spider, <laughs> Superman gets like uh, poisoned with like this evil kryptonite stuff, and he turns evil. And there's a part where he flies into a junkyard and he has like a split personality, and it's like Superman versus Clark Kent. And that might be my favorite scene in all of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Like, if okay, they did, now I need to watch that just for that because <laughs> I love those types of concepts and oh, yeah. sort of that fight with yourself. I mean, or that split persona. Yeah, I mean, it was 1982. Like Richard Pryor's in it. It's it's a pretty goofy movie, but that one scene is just so good. And if they did that in Spider-Man Three, I felt like that should have been the final fight instead of him and Venom. Because that whole scene when he's up in the in the tower and he's ripping the suit off, like that m- might be my favorite scene in the whole movie. Like it's it's really good. And then, well, it wasn't the snapping across the street. That wasn't your favorite part. <laughs> Second favorite. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, Sandman was really really good, and I do think it would have been a better movie if you didn't have Venom in it. And then. Maybe because Spider-Man 4 was going to happen. So then maybe have like Venom and Carnage in Spider-Man 4 and like have that mm-hmm. kind of be a thing. Um, yeah, like if they did this, I know it was kind of before the time to do end credit scenes, but yeah. if they did something where he rips off the suit and sort of has that final confrontation with Sandman and then Harry Goblin, because even there, there was a bunch of different things. Like one killed Uncle Ben, the other one, um, like 
had sort of that really relationship with like um peter yeah like i guess not really responsible but involved with um the death of green goblin so him and harry definitely had some sort of tension there so that still would have been very climactic with just those two yeah and sort of have venom scurry away and then sort of that's when you get um venom sort of that like spin-off because they were planning on doing spin-offs anyways so you could have done a spin-off of venom and maybe focus more on him yeah, I I mean, uh, I felt like Spider-Man 3's main problem, besides Bully McGuire, is they just tried to fit too much into one movie. Like, there's just so much happening. Like, I felt like if you maybe, like, pick between Sandman and the symbiote, like, if you picked between one of those two and f- focused on that, it would have been much better. And Topher Grace, I felt like, played a good Eddie Brock, but played a terrible Venom. <laughs> like, half the time... Venom mm-hmm. doesn't even look like Venom. Like it, it has the like the face thing come off, and it's just Eddie Brock with British teeth. I felt like it would have been it would have been much much better if they if they've just focused on one particular thing and made just the evil Peter Parker a lot a lot better. Mm-hmm. So moving on from the uh, Sam Raimi trilogy, uh, we're gonna go into who's who's the director for the Andrew Garfield ones? Mark. Oh, Mark Webb is it? Mark Webb. Yeah. That's ironic. I get him, and then the director. I always think of him as the director for Far From Home. I'm trying to remember his name, but um, yeah. that was sort of my link to it. But yeah, Mark Webb. Yeah, that's ironic, Webb. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, what what do you what do you think of that one? Um, I sort of have mixed feelings as far as um Andrew Garfield as. Spider-Man. I don't know if it's just his acting or if it was just sort of the script that he was given. Because watching that, I would say it's just a smidge under as far as the romance like between him and Gwen Stacy. The writing of it is just a smidge under episode two, Attack of the Clones. Because when you have a scene <laughs> where it's they're trying to set up some sort of date and first off he says like two lies right off the bat like i don't think he's even spider-man at this point and he's already starting to like lie to her about situations like (laughs) yeah this is gonna be a great relationship but um (laughs) so um where it's just a bunch of stuttering and a bunch of just like we could do or we could do like literally that That, that's the line that's that's his line is we could do this or or we could do uh that like are, are you suggesting something here? Like, or is this like just because of the PG thirteen rating? Like, and just like, and it's like, oh wait, I'm I'm super busy. I uh, it's like, yeah, it's a lot that, of that is the script. <laughs> yeah, um, so I I I am I think Andrew Garfield's Spider Man got too much hate. Like, I I honestly I have to watch them again. Like, it's been a while, but. I think that Gwen Stacy is actually better than Mary Jane in those movies because... Oh, yes, definitely. Nothing against Emma Stone and yeah. um, Gwen Stacy. I was just more focusing on the writing that was given to Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that's that's actually one thing I forgot to mention is Mary Jane in that trilogy. I don't like her that much. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I felt like the first Amazing Spider-Man especially like tried to go into more of a, like, Christian Bale Batman theme where it was like they tried to be like super dark and like even the suit 
in the first one is like just dark colors. I I thought the suit looked really cool, and I think yes, I think the the first Amazing Spider-Man is actually, in my opinion, it's really good. But yeah, it was it was definitely like that that first bit before he actually like. I'm glad Emma Stone or Gwen Stacy knew that he was Spider-Man or so early on because I don't think I could handle any more of them not knowing <laughs> for like yeah. two movies like Sam Raimi did. So I don't know. It's, it's, is it better that she doesn't know or she does know and now they're in this mixed relationship? Do we like, I made a promise to your father that I wouldn't get you involved. And then in the second one, oh, I'm I'm pretty much stalking you. And it's like <laughs> that that's still it, it was still tension, even though that yes, they kind of understood. Like she even knew that like you made a promise to my father that we wouldn't have a relationship. Like she understood that, which was nice that it wasn't like just full on sort of mystery and yeah, just like. But I don't know. Still, there's still that sort of tension. And I think that maybe just like cursed onto Spider-Man is to <laughs> like not to have a night like <laughs> a functioning relationship with someone. I, I don't think it's yeah. possible. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yes. yes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. But yeah, the first one I. I started off with a lot of potential by the end. Like, I really, really liked it because it, it was different from the Sam Raimi ones. And I thought the lizard was really, really cool. And I, I just thought the whole look of it was really good. And besides a few, like, yeah, like you were saying, the the romance of it, putting that aside, I think it's a really, really, really good movie. Like, it, it started off, the, the series started off on a high note, and then... And then two happened. <laughs> so, yes, the Amazing Spider-Man two. What do you? What do you? Oh, what, what were you gonna say? One second. No, I was just gonna say I'm sort of my opinion about um, Amazing Spider-Man. Certain other things was I don't know. I felt like it was trying to do too many things at once. Like it was trying to do the origin story of Peter Parker. It was also trying to explore like that sort of route of um, Peter's father, which. I mean, it was cool to see. I like that. But I felt like also trying to do that with him, trying to get motivation from um, Uncle Ben, and then also just some a mix with the relationships that he was now having with Dr. Connors, with Gwen Stacy, now with the police, and just trying to figure out where he is with that. I felt like it was just too much. Yeah. Like, if they sort of maybe downplayed a little bit of um, some of the parts of the origin story, it would have, I think it would have worked better um, because I definitely did like seeing that, the aspect of Oscorp and that scientific sort of aspect to Spider-Man that they didn't fully see with like Sam Raimi or even the new with Tom Holland. Yeah. I like that. And even with the second one, it sort of follows that. But um, I like that, but I felt like it was just it, kind of cramming too much into one movie. It's sort of like, and then they sort of kind of cut, cut it off with a bunch like, at the end, it didn't feel fully resolved in certain points. But you, you reminded me of the number one problem I have with that movie is the way Uncle Ben died. <laughs> I, I I I hate that. Like it is like the first one, like it connected to the third one. Like you don't know it at the time, but it connected in a way. Mm-hmm. The first one is I I I don't like that. <laughs> is I I thought that was pretty stupid. 
Uh, like, yeah. They just undermined it completely. Um, and I definitely think that the Sam Raimi Uncle Ben was a lot, a lot better. Um, but yeah, moving on to the amazing Spider-Man two. <laughs> What what do you what do you think? What do you think? Oh, where do I begin? <laughs> um, so, I think again they're trying to do too much, but I think even with post production, I or when they were starting to film, and I think they realized that they were trying to do too much, and then tried to cut it because there were plans like I think to introduce Black Cat, um, which I didn't know was actually played by the person that played um, Jin Ursa in Rogue oh. One. I didn't even know she was in that movie. Uh, that's the thing. It's like they completely cut it out to the point where you didn't know that there were plans for oh, MJ. Yeah. I remember. Movie. I remember her in that now. <laughs> I know, and the plans were that she was, I think, going to be the next Black Cat. Like she was going to be sort that. of another villain if they were going to do um, Amazing Spider-Man three. Um, and then they had the Rhino, which felt kind of unnecessary. Like that was yeah, like, like that was kind of a random thing to add in there. Yeah, I wish she was more connected with, like, further things. Like, it be kind of maybe even helped Electro. If he was the key of breaking Electro out of prison, like that, that would have added just, even just a little bit. But sort of that beginning sort of, I'm driving a truck. And just because I drove a truck, <laughs> now I can battle a rhino mech for, like, what was it, like 10 seconds until it gets hit by a manhole cover? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Look, there will be more. Um, oh wait, we're we're gonna reboot this. We're gonna give a little bit to Disney, but <laughs> so but um so that I think it was trying to do too much on that part. Um, though I did, and this is gonna come up so wrong, but um I did like how they kind of killed off Gwen Stacy, not for the sake that they got rid of the character, but it was sort of that like sort of that sacrifice almost that Peter has. To have almost, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's I, like I when Harry it. died in part three. Yeah, is I don't know. I feel like just sort of the consequences of being Spider-Man is like how much is going to happen just because he's Spider-Man. And yeah. So, but, like, I, I don't know. I, I was actually kind of surprised that they went that route. I thought they would, like, again, like how MJ always gets saved. They would do that with Gwen Stacy. So the fact that they were actually willing to just cut off a character like that, I don't know. It just seemed like that showed that there was maybe a little bit more thought with writing than maybe I give it credit. But yeah. um, I'm gonna start with the things I like about the Amazing Spider-Man yeah, Two. I'm sorry if I started with the things no, no, that no, I didn't no, like no. The the list is short. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the suit. I thought the suit was an upgrade from part one. It looked more classic. I liked that. I also still liked Gwen Stacy in that one. Uh, I yes. liked I liked Jamie Foxx as Electro. I liked that a lot. Um, like I thought the the look was pretty cool. I mean, in the end, it was it, like if you look at it, if you look at the big picture, it was pretty stupid. But visually, it was it was really really good. Um, I'm desperately trying to think of more. <laughs> um, I, I I will say that I thought the whole subplot with Peter's parents, I thought that was new and unique, and I liked that. Um, so yeah, I felt like it was trying. It was not trying to be as dark as the first one was. Like it, tr- I kind of got back to the original Spider-Man look a little bit, and then. 
now for now for the bad parts. Uh I think the worst part of that movie is Harry. I mm. hated him as Harry, and then I hated him even more as the new Green Goblin. Because he didn't even look like I I would understand if maybe they tried to do a hobgoblin route. Yeah. Like maybe do that, though that's it's actually supposed to be Ned Leeds that becomes the next Hobgoblin. I, I hope that wasn't a spoiler, but that's kind of what happens in the comics. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, so, but, I don't know. I, If they were going to go with the whole, like, I'm dying, I need some sort of way to, um, like, I, they should have done that with Norman Osborn. I feel like trying to, like, hand that off to um, Harry to figure out and then sort of like, okay, if Harry's at um, boarding school the entire time, when was there this sort of friendship between him and um, Peter Parker? I, yeah. I didn't really get that because they're supposed to be like at the same high school like yeah. or at the same sort of classes together. That's how they're best buds. They knew each other um, in kindergarten. So it does make sense that, that like a billionaire wouldn't send their kid to a public school. That, that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah. So I don't know. Mixed feelings on that, but. I don't know. I I wish that they didn't just give that to Harry that sort of turned him into the Green Goblin. They should have kept that more with Norman Osborn. Yeah. Like in in Spider-Man 3 with the new Goblin, like you can tell they weren't just trying to do another Green Goblin. Like the look was, besides the glider, I guess, the look was like very different and like the motives were good. I felt like with with, with the Amazing Spider-Man 2, they tried to make like a new Green Goblin and it looks terrible <laughs> yes like i i have my feelings about the sam raimi suit because it looked like iron man before iron man and i didn't i wish that they went with the more like the kind of skin tight mask yeah, um yeah, yeah. the purple sort of and i don't know they could have updated to make it look more tactical but uh-huh. i don't know i just felt like it looked like um, the Turbo Man doll from Jingle All the Way. It just seemed like <laughs> something that you would play with rather than try to like avoid. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like like Power Rangers level sort of like <laughs> design. And but anyways. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that now that you mention it. <laughs> like seriously, couldn't you imagine him like growing like fifty feet tall and battling a Megazord? He yeah. just looks like a robot. Yeah, he looks yeah. like something that would come from that universe. And plus, when he's when he's getting like kicked around at the Macy's Day Parade, like it, it looks straight out of a Power Rangers thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I need to see some like fan made video <laughs> where they actually do that, where they actually take clips from Power Rangers and then sort of integrate that with oh the my itsy bitsy spider went up <laughs> for Megazord. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I feel like another problem with the Amazing Spider-Man Two is they they built up like all these things, like they had so much stuff that they built up, especially near the end, and they never did yeah, anything. Yeah, Sinister with it. Six, they were like showing the vultures' wings, they were showing yeah. Doc Ock's tentacles. That would have been so cool, and I wish they made an Amazing Spider-Man Three because then if they did the Amazing Spider-Man Three and had the Sinister Sticks, six, not sticks, then maybe if that was good, they would have kind of forgotten about how bad two was. Like they, they would have viewed two yeah. as just the exposition for three, but instead they had the series end with two. And I felt like that's why Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is like frowned upon so much is because they built all this mm-hmm. stuff up and then they ended the stuff in two. 
like not in the best way and then they built up something better and never did anything with it and then it ends Mm -hmm. with the rhino just getting chucked in the face with a manhole cover and then that's it (laughs) though i will say as far as at least the first couple ideas for spider the amazing spider-man 3 it looked like it was gonna go really weird route like there was there was talks about um spider-man someone having the abilities to actually resurrect really and yes like (laughs) You should see all the different concepts that they had. There's like I watched a couple of videos. Like even with there was plans for Amazing Spider-Man Four. Sam Raimi was planning on actually doing it with um the Vulture, um and some of the concept art is really good. But and then somewhere along the lines, he sort of like trains the mantle over to it was going to be like a cross between Vulture and Black Cat. It was weird. That was kind of weird. But it was actually going to be played by Anne Hathaway. Like that would have that would have been no, I can't talk. Um, um, that was going to be the next sort of villain was Anne Hathaway. That was sort of going to be huh. the climactic event was between a vulture sort of black cat versus Spider-Man. Huh. So I don't know if I would have been fine with that or not if they actually made it. Um, but as far as I know, they were going to show Spider-Man as like sort of kind of succeeding for once he was actually doing really good in his job like actually taking down some b-level villains mysterio though um not with any drones and sort of kind of like a um sort of magician hack that that was like i think it was even gonna be like a little bit of a beer belly it was like i'm I'm happy that they didn't go that route yeah but they were gonna show him sort of like actually succeeding as spider-man and then face this like actual like threat like Vulture's wings were actually going to shoot blades, almost kind of like Angel from um, X Men Apocalypse. Yeah. Um. But um. So, but then, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Two. They were going to like g- delve into some very weird powers, and <laughs> kind of happy that they actually chose to reboot once more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The number one compliment that I can give the Andrew Garfield ones is they didn't just do the Sam Raimi ones again. Like they did something different. Yeah. They took risks, and I do I do compliment them for that part. Um, but but before we go on to the Tom Holland ones, I just a quick side question: Did you have any of the either the Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man video games for the PlayStation? I didn't. I've seen certain clips from them because some of them would have, um, like designs like, like my first real introduction to Carnage. Um, I kind of want to see like what would he look like in a movie. And before, like I at the time didn't discover TV and art, and I still try to avoid that. So I'm like, <laughs> what would the movies made like Carnage look like, uh, or other villains? And then I sort of saw the video games, and they did a really good job as far as like kind of making it look a little bit like movie based. Yeah. Um, but. Like I, I watched um, I watched playthroughs for the Amazing Spider-Man video games, but I do have all three of the Tobey Maguire video games, and I'm really impressed that they were able to get like the full cast from the movie to do voices. Like the the Spider-Man oh, one. Really? Video, oh yeah, yeah. Like the Spider-Man one video game, they're all for the PlayStation two. Uh, no, the third one is for the PlayStation three. But for the first one, like. You know, it's limited because it was a 2002 video game. Like, the swinging is not, you know, great. And the, the game's extremely difficult. 
But the second one is like where the second one is like known as one of the greatest Spider-Man games of all time. Like the second one, it's so good. Like the swinging mechanics are amazing, and the third game is it's so bad. <laughs> it's so it's so bad. Like not even not even the voice acting. Like that part's fine, but the, like the animation somehow is worse than two, and the swinging <laughs> like Spider-Man feels like a brick. Like, he just, he's so, like, rigid when he's swinging. Like, there's no, like, flow to it. Like, if you hit a wall, like, it's just, toof. Like, there's no, like, shoo. Like, no, you just hit the wall, and then you plummet down to the earth. Like, it's it's so bad. <laughs> but but it was, like, the first Spider-Man game I had. So I, I, I revisit it every now and then just, just to laugh at it. But the best, the best Spider-Man game... And my, I don't have the PS4 or the PS5 ones because I, I do have a PS2 and a PS3 because I'm one of those people. But <laughs> I don't have a PS4 or PS5. But I think the best Spider-Man game is Web of Shadows for the PS3. Like, that game is so good. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of it or played it, but it's it's really, really good. And the Amazing Spider-Man video games, I haven't played them, but I have watched videos on them, and they, they look pretty good. But uh, moving on to uh, the newest Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Who's who's the actual director of it? I I don't know. <laughs> He's the director of um, the Fantastic, well, the upcoming Fantastic Four. Man, I'm, gonna look I'm trying up. to remember his name. It's on uh, my tongue. It is. Um, uh, it's loading. That's what it is. I believe there are two two directors. One directed Homecoming, and then a new one. Homecoming um, director, director was John Watts. That yeah, that's the guy that he then directed um, Far From Home as well, because he's also scheduled to do um, Fantastic Four. Okay. Um, I find it funny because um, Sam Raimi is um, is signed up to direct Doctor Strange Two: Multiverse of Madness, so that that should be interesting. That would that would be cool, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I think it was a good um transition from um Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Um, though my opinions on Civil War, I really wish that maybe they kind of introduced Spider-Man earlier. Like even if it was an Age of Ultron, gave enough time that we saw the Iron Spider suit in Civil War. That's yeah. Actually, the time that it was introduced, um, and I have my opinions on the um, Iron Spider suit and how it's designed. I'm not a big fan of it, but I, I wish that they did that. But um, yes, I definitely think it was a good transition. Like you literally just gave this teenage kid who's not the most responsible of kids yeah. um, loses his backpack um, in trust, uh, multi-million dollar defense companies in the hands of a guy that you literally met like three days ago um <laughs> and a pair of glasses um <laughs> but um i definitely like that that they they give him the suit obviously he kind of abuses the power of it um to try to prove that he can be an avenger or sort of a hero like he's sort of tired of being just sort of a mild-mannered kid yeah. Maybe gets bullied. Well, obviously he gets bullied. He's bullied by Flash all the time. Yeah. Um, but um, sort of like he wants to give that up to be Spider-Man. 
um, which I, I liked and sort of see the consequences of it. And then he sort of pulls himself from the ashes when he loses the suit and is able to take down the vulture with just his homemade suit, which I love. I love that they sort of gave him that homemade suit that looks a lot like the comics. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, even though it's not like my favorite out of all of them, I felt like this one, if me or you were to become Spider-Man, like, I felt like this is exactly how we would feel. Like, just, oh my gosh, this is so cool, and like want to do something with it. Like, not just want to have it, like, lay low. Like, I felt like they did a really good job representing, like, what a teenager would think if he just suddenly had this suit, and then how it, like, almost immediately gets taken away from him. <laughs> like, I, I thought... like, what he tries to solve at first. It's like, um, gets a bike back. And then he's sort of like, okay, what do I do with this bike? Tape a little note and then swing yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. Or he thinks that he's stopping someone from stealing a car. And it's actually the guy who owns it. So yeah. then he causes this massive ruckus. Like, it definitely seems like just some of those instances that a teenager would go through trying to be, like, solving all these minor things. Yeah. And then getting tired of those minor things. Yeah, and then getting in over his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Homecoming, I thought, was really good. I can appreciate it now more than when it first came out. Because when it first came out, I didn't know it was connected to the MCU because, like, I didn't see any of them before. So I watched it, and I was, like, kind of confused. But now that I've seen all the MCU movies and watching it, now it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one thing I'm that I haven't figured out if I really like or if I really don't like is the fact that with homecoming far from home and it looks like even with no way home um peter always has some sort of mentor figure like that's like i i don't know if that's their replacement for uncle ben but he always has like an iron man or nick fury happy hogan or um dr strange with him. yeah like which i don't i i like it um like especially explaining sort of like how spider-man got such a high-tech suit because all of his suits look like with Sam Raimi and with um, Andrew Garfield. They looked a little bit more high tech than like a teenager might be able to construct. Yeah. Um. Just even um Tobey Maguire, just like all that sort of detail with the webbing on his suit. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, okay, how did even a kid in <laughs> high school that's struggling to pay his rent, how did he make that costume? I know and, adults and that can't do that. Damaged. <laughs> like it just damaged as well so it's like like how many of these things do you have like yeah. how frequently do you fix them oh yeah that's just tradition at the end of every sam raby spider-man movie you gotta have half of his face for the suit is gone but yeah i felt and then like in the next movie it's like completely fixed like oh, yeah. yeah he just did that in an hour yeah i felt like the way that he got the suit and homecoming makes the most sense. Like it was designed mm-hmm. by a genius. Like that makes sense. Yeah. And a billionaire who has a ton of supplies to make this like very complex suit. I don't want to go back to Spider-Man 3, but something j- just reminded me of it when you were talking about the suit. One thing that never made sense to me is how Spider-Man like originally after he thought he killed Sandman in the sewer, and then he just takes off the black suit and just goes back to Spider-Man. Like, how did he take it off then? But then he tries to take it off up in the tower and it's like a huge thing. (laughs) That never made sense to me. Yeah. So, 
th- yeah, that aside, uh, Homecoming is really, really, really good. So, do, do you want to talk I about... Think, huh? I'm sorry. I just, like, one final sort of thing on it was yeah. um, Michael Keaton as the Vulture. I love that. I, oh, yeah. I love sort of his role and I, I have mixed feelings also because it just feels like everything in the MCU is somehow connected to Tony Stark. Like it's like he either builds a threat or someone who's somehow like angry at Tony yeah. Stark. It's uh, which I mean it's kind of understandable because he is like one of the foundational characters. Um, so but I don't know, like sort of having it's nice because it isn't something that's fully connected with Peter. Like it's not like Norman Osborn who's uh, his friend's father or it isn't like dr octavius who certainly had like someone of a scientific friendship there or dr connors who sort of knew peter's father and it's like they're passing notes on how to figure out the, yeah. the genetic sort of thing so i like that they sort of went off like this is like a complete stranger and that sort of had that ominous to it, like thing to it oh yeah but then they even like switch it up where it's like like, he's literally about to take his date to homecoming, opens the door. That's the threat right in his oh, face. Yeah. Michael Keaton. And also, Michael he Keaton isn't is... dumb enough, like, the, um, Adrian Toomes isn't dumb enough to, like, realize, kind of, like, put the pieces together. Okay, yeah. this kid actually, like, and then he pulls a gun out. Like, he actually pulled a gun from the yeah. glove compartment and runs this, like, like, oh, like, I definitely felt a little bit of tension there. I oh, was like, in that car scene, Michael Keaton is terrifying and i love it <laughs> like that that was like legitimately scary but it was it was great mm-hmm. moving on to far from home what did you think of that one i think it was a nice like almost flip on um homecoming that like instead of being the mild-mannered kid and then wanting to give that up so badly to be a superhero it's him being a superhero and trying to give up that so badly just to have like a day off, just to like be a regular kid and actually have the relationships that like with Ned and with MJ, like sort of like maintain that just for even just a week. Like, yeah. Um, and then sort of like, oh, you can't really double dip. And I think that they're going to explore that a little bit with um, No Way Home. Yeah. Um, that like just even Dr. Strange said, you can't, you're the problem is you trying to live two separate lives. And you sort of see that with both films. They sort of show both sides very well. Um, and so, like, he got his wish. He can be a superhero, has this super-powered suit, um, which now means, like, you're kind of on call to figure out a bunch of threats. And <laughs> you sort of like, uh, just for this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Far From Home, I think, is actually better than Homecoming because I felt like, you know, Homecoming was relying a little bit on the MCU, like with Tony Stark and everything. And Far From Home still has elements from the MCU, but I felt like Peter takes like more of a leadership role in this one, whereas in Homecoming, he was kind of just doing what Tony Stark said, but then like going off and like trying to be a hero and then failing like on the boat. But in Far From Home, like I felt like he really knew what he was doing for the first time. Um, it, I mean, of mm-hmm. course... After when when um, Happy picks him up in that field, like that's when he kind of had his breaking point. But then like he he gets back, like and then Happy sees like a little bit of Tony Stark in him in that scene, and that's 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 really really cool. And Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio was awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 
I, and, I thought it was really. I good. don't know if it was. Uh, I if I would have reacted differently if I wasn't a Marvel fan, because like once I knew that they were gonna introduce Mysterio, first off, I love all the B level villains within oh, yeah. the Spider Man universe. So I'm sort of like the fact that, and I think that's another reason why I love the um, Tom Holland movies is that they take some of the like they take Vulture, which he is a big villain, but you don't really know much about him. Yeah. So the fact that they put him as like the main villain in, um, in a Spider-Man movie, that's awesome. And they even pulled in the Shocker, that was cool, and then hinted at Scorpion. Yeah, um, yeah. and then even with this Mysterio, the guy with a goldfish bowl for a head, you're gonna make the main <laughs> villain of a like million dollar movie. You're gonna that's that's who you're gonna have like rely on to be this major threat. Yeah, yeah. and it works. <laughs> I think that's why I love Far From Home so much is that they actually make this sort of trickster sort of like with illusions and stuff, which you would think it's just like maybe a couple props. Like, how are you going to fool Spider-Man? And they actually use like even like a little bit of technology to kind of amp up the character. Yeah. But it works so well. Oh, yeah. Um... Like, I think one of my favorite scenes from um, like, I think even from ho- combining um, Homecoming and Far From Home is that illusion scene where like everything is just sort of like kind of throwing them in oh, this that sort of great, yeah. Um, yeah, that that scene is is awesome. Um, and moving on from Far From Home, we have No Way Home, which is not out yet, but I can already We're almost getting a trailer. We're finally getting a trailer today. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can already almost guarantee you it's gonna be the best Tom Holland one. Like, I I saw the trailer. Uh, the first trailer at like 1 a.m. and I I saw it in my basement and when I saw like the the Green Goblin thing and the Doc Ock thing I w- I was in this chair like jumping up and down like yes 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 <laughs> like it's it's gonna be so good like I, like you were saying how in the Tom Holland ones like they have these B list villains uh as the main villains and they could go two routes with this one they could just have like all of the villains be the main villains. Or they could have like one mastermind behind it, which would be pretty cool. Like, I, I don't, I, I cannot even. Just the trailer alone is probably just gonna give me a heart attack. Like, just seeing like all this old stuff come back is gonna be so cool. And now we have uh, Tom Hardy's Venom coming into the mix too. Which, yes. Uh, that. What did you What did you think of the Venom movies? Because that that relates to Spider Man. I haven't watched um, Let There Be Carnage yet. I haven't really had much time to see that, but I really liked um, the Tom Hardy Venom. I loved sort of the relationship. They're, they're kind of making Venom seem less of this sort of like sporadic, like what would be Carnage, which sort of, you see a little bit of that with the Topher Grace, it seems very kind of like chaotic. Yeah. But they actually give Venom more of a personality in um, Venom. Um, which I, I really liked. I was just, I don't know, super kooky. Um, yeah, yeah. and just sort of like, just like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I know it's from Let There Be Carnage, but I love the line. It's the, it's like, <laughs> just allow me to eat Mrs. Chen. No, <laughs> we are not. Yeah. We're not eating Mrs. Chen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be out there eating bad dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I love the, uh, cause they, they, they made it look like it was going to be like super dark and gritty, but then they, it was, but they did, they took like a comedic spin on it so that it's like, not just like this dark gory movie. Like, 
when I first yeah. heard when I first heard that Let There Be Carnage was going to be PG thirteen, gotta admit, I was just a little disappointed because it's <laughs> Carnage. Like you expect, like it, it's in the name. Like you expect it to be just be like the bloodiest movie. But I, I mean, I'm not going to spoil Let There Be Carnage for you, but I actually liked it better than the first one. I already watched a bunch of spoiler reviews. Like oh. I know the <laughs> end credits and stuff. It's fine. I, uh, I know what happens. In so it. yeah, I, I think it was actually better than Venom because they, it was still like equally just as funny, if not at parts funnier. But they did they they even though it was PG thirteen, they made Carnage and um. I, I say Woody Harrelson, and for some reason I'm blanking on his actual name in the movie. Uh, but they they made Cletus Cassidy. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they made Cletus and Carnage. They actually made Cletus like more creepy than than Carnage. Like Woody Harrelson did did great, and I now cannot wait to see him in No Way Home. Just not uh, Cletus, but Venom. Yeah. So uh, yeah, in short. Uh, I say that Tobey Maguire is the best. Uh, you say Tom Holland is the best, but I think we can we can agree that they all have their strengths and weaknesses. The three definitely, of yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was fun. This was fun talking about these. I I didn't know how it was gonna go because we were talking about such a broad subject, but uh, I think it went well. <laughs> I think it went quite well. Yeah, and oh, uh, before we end this, uh, just one last thing is normally with this pod, we have two episodes out, but normally with this podcast, we have the picture of me in space, you know, really corny. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw that, like, I, I just thought it was just sort of like a general cosmic background, and then I look closely, and I'm like, <laughs> you did some graphic design there, that's awesome. Yeah, you just look and be like, ah. <laughs> um, just me just staring at you but yeah usually we have that and you know you have episode one or two up there but i'm gonna change it up because gabe here he drew a picture of um he drew a picture of this episode and it is really really good i have no artistic skills whatsoever so i was really impressed by that so we're gonna use that as the thumbnail for this thanks man yeah no problem it was really really good so uh, I have to go, but this was really, really fun talking with you. Uh, glad you were able to hop on for a bit. All right, so uh, I will see you later. Farewell. <laughs> okay. Uh, take care, man. You too.